Welcome to episode number 82 of the Average Man Podcast. I'm here with Gloria Jacobs. This episode yet to be named. We'll sort that out afterwards and I'll give an intro when we when I um, post it up. So I'm here with Gloria, as I said. Welcome back. This is the second time on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Appreciate uh, you inviting me back. So I mustn't have been too bad, eh? No, no, it wasn't too bad <laughs> at all except that I stuffed up the audio and we had, yeah, it was a dodgy recording last time. There was me, you and your partner, Nikki, wife, Nikki. Wife now. Um, and I think we could hear, yeah, we couldn't hear you. I'm pretty sure I haven't listened back to it again um, too recently, but it was, it was bad audio. The microphones weren't set up properly, but we were, uh, I think we can hear each other now. Yep, absolutely. I can see your little waves going on there on the red, so I know that we're good. Um, yeah, look, so last time we spoke about a lot of local issues mm-hmm. uh, in town. You're obviously very passionate about that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, and now you're running for mayor. 
So oh, yeah. I thought I'd get back on. It's a good time to have a chat about things that you're passionate about and give you a platform to have a little bit of a, um, yeah, a bit of a chat and tell us what you're all about and 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 all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I want to clarify before we get into it. I know nothing about politics, so <laughs> I don't know how the whole system works. I don't know how it's set up. Um, so in one hand, I'm I'm maybe a terrible person to talk about politics with you, but I figured I'm probably not a bad choice because it's like a blank canvas you can explain things to us from your point of view and and, um from the ground up and i don't have any preconceived notions of how it all works really like a lot of people who who hear it probably won't as well well david i i think first of all you're right i'm running for the the office of mayor for the town of port edland and um as you know the last council was suspended so Mm. therefore there are eight council positions and one mayoral positions um which are being um um, announced mm. for for voting. So basically that means that as a local resident and an eligible um, voter, you're entitled to have your say as to who you believe would re- would you would like to represent the town as mayor and then aid council to go in. Mm. So um, that, I guess, is, um, is about as... Uh, as um, you know, the details that you need to know that you're voting for nine council positions when your ballot paper comes to you. Right. So the the council members that you vote in are tied to one specific mayor candidate or does it does it not no, work like that? No. Um, every one of us have the opportunity to vote whoever they want um, and it is a postal vote. So yep. by now you would imagine that... Um, the majority of people that live in Port Hedland that are eligible to vote have received their election pa- package. Yep, one sitting um, on the kitchen table. Yep. So on the in that package you'll find 10 candidates for mayor and then in this election in particular it's been very hotly contested hmm. and there are 25 candidates for council. Right. So of the two papers you vote one mayor candidate and then you vote eight out of the 25 council right. um, candidates that you wish. So I guess the first thing to to explain your questions about, it's not, it is politics. Uh, there are three tiers of politics um, of government in, in our nation and mm. that is um, the federal government, which everyone would recognise, um, and then the state government and then under that falls local government. So right. local government is the grassroot government in the form that local government actually deals very much with the constituents at hand. So Mm. councillors are voted in at a local level. They represent the community's key priorities. And um, at the base of it, councillors are responsible for three basic things and it's very much about planning. Mm. So, um, so new buildings, constructions, and you're a, you're in the construction industry, so yep. you'd understand that plans get approved. So mm. that's council's um, chief responsibility: roads, maintenance of roads, um, and waste. So waste management, which is the landfill, all mm. of those uh, types of things that are ancillary to that. And then, I think when you talk about councils, they represent the town. Yeah. that you live in. So that means amenity. Amenity can be anything from facilities that um, we all enjoy. That would be your pool, your gyms, your your parks, your recreation areas. And then um, things like law and order safety, mm. how safe your family feels in there. So, so those are the types of things that um, we talk about. 
So um, I know everyone talks about education and um, and health. That should be part of the overall strategic plan for the council, but they are state government funded mm, yep, things. Yep. So when we talk about people wanting to build a second school and not council can advocate for things like that, but they don't build schools, they mm. don't build hospitals, they don't yep. bring health services. But they do advocate. They're all part of a team um, of organisations that deliver those services. And they can in be the, the voice the voice for for the town Absolutely. in those in those so areas. If we've got gaps and if we've got things, services that we want to see in our town, then council should be part of the process along yep. with the community to ask for those things, those gaps and needs to be met. Right, right. Does that give you a better idea? It does, idea? it yep. does. Really good good um, outline there. And um, cool. So that actually answers something I was going to get into a little bit later as well, saying that I know nothing about politics, but I am getting to that to that age probably where I'm starting to, to maybe take a bit of an, uh, an interest in it and I feel like um, local politics is the best place to get involved as you actually have more of an effect on, on, on what happens and it actually affects your day-to-day life a lot more than, than big politics like state or federal would perhaps, you know, especially for somebody just, just sort of sticking their toe in, in the water. It's what affects us on a day-to-day basis in this town. So I guess that's a good place to start and get involved, yeah? I think you've hit it on the, the nail there, David. Um, I'm carbon yeah. dioxide, what I do. <laughs> well, that's your expertise. <laughs> so basically you've hit the nail on the head and that means that at local government level you have access to your councillors mm. far, far more every day than you would at a state level, your your representatives at, at state and, and certainly federal rep level, you'd very much, very rarely see them in the regional areas. So your influence on council decisions is very much amplified because it is your town and council will generally organise strategic plans based on the community's needs and the community's wants. Mm. Now, of course, let's not forget that everyone wants things, but it's no difference to your household budget. You want this, mm. you want to buy a new microphone, you want a new iPad, you want all of these things, comes at a cost. Yep. So therefore, councillors and mayor in particular work with administration to ensure that um, the budget reflects what council's expenditures can afford. Yep. So that, that means that... You've got uh, rates which everyone pays mm. of that rate base. That rate base is then um, used to to, um, to pay for the workforce, which is the administration, to pay for the services mm. and then to pay to assist um, with any ancillary services that we require. So that's what rates really go towards. It's your workforce and your services that are delivered to the town. That would be your roadside cutting, mm. your cleanliness and yep. those parks and gar- gardens and all of that maintenance program. Um, now, and on rates, that sort of brings me to uh, a point I have sort of written down there. One of the things we spoke about, you're very passionate about things I find that affect people... Uh, everyday people, locals, um, on a, on an everyday basis, things that affect business owners, landowners, things like that. Um, you know, rates. With, I think we we touched on last time, and and insurances in town, and, and some of those sorts of things. So, w- what are the, some of the things that you're that you're passionate about, and mm. that you feel, uh, you know, that you, yeah, that, that you really want to have some sort of effect on? Well, I think though, at the moment, right now. The big thing is that the to realise for everyone to realise that the mayor's 
position is a 12-month position. Mm. And then in October 2021, there'll be another election, uh, a local government election, um, to align with the rest of the elections uh, scheduled in the states. Um, So basically, for the next 12 months, even though we, we, we will work hard to deliver, I think it's very important that the new mayor coming in really hits the ground running. Mm. Their role will be to collate a team that can build confident, confidence from the community mm. and local, um, you know, and government and, and industry back into council because mm. we've got, sadly, a reputation that our council didn't function well. Mm. So when your council, part of, part of your responsibility as council is to deliver certain things, to work together for the benefit of the community and to make sure that you work to attract funding for um, strategic planned projects that will benefit the community. Now, if you're not able to work together as a team, then that doesn't occur. Mm. And that's where we had the failure from the last council. So now this new council has a lot of ground to make up, but the mayor in particular has to collate a team that is willing to work together to then do the job of council. And it's as simple as that because right now if you don't work as a team and don't represent your community, then there's going to be a problem. Mm. But that's council role. So basically the last council was dissolved, as, as, as everybody is aware of, and things are a bit scattered Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, so we're saying this this new mayor role, new council will be elected for for a term of one year, and then we'll get in line with the with the rest of the federal election mm-hmm. timeline. So really, that's about um, consolidating, getting things back on 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 track, getting people cohesion between the council and, and members and and the mayor, and and starting to get a bit of a uh, the same kind of goal in in mind, or at least the same direction in mind, so people are working together, and then you can start looking at. Um, you know, obviously there's another election after that and hopefully there's a, a good job's been done by whoever is, is in, in those council positions and mayoral position at that time so then you can start doing some of the bigger works and, and, and get yep. things back to, to normal really yep. and, and is that that sort of... I think, you know, council is should be represented by a diverse mix of people. Mm. Now, the thing is, the whole thing about council is to be respectful of the office and the position that... And, and the people that have um, voted for you to be in that position. doesn't mean that when um, a resolution's made or presented to council that we don't have healthy debate. Healthy debate is really important for mm. council to have. So you might have a different opinion to myself and we have a healthy debate about why you believe that this should be the case for that resolution and I will have my turn to present my thoughts on that same issue. The whole thing is that after the debate occurs, like all democratic processes, we vote on the process, on the resolution, and then the vote is carried one way or the other. And then a good council will respect the democratic process Mm. and then understand that that is now passed and we stand together behind that decision because... In essence, we've made it as a yeah. as a as a group. Yep. It might not be the 
the vote that I would have cast for that resolution, but we respect the offers and we respect the process and off we process go. process has taken place. Yeah. Now it's about getting the job at, at, hand, exactly. at hand done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that's what council should be about. It should be about good decision-making processes by informed information brought to the table, discussed, and then the decisions made. Well, it's like any team, really, isn't it? You, there's a job at hand. You, you, know, you have your opinions and people have their uh, the different arguments or debates for, for why they want to go one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you have that debate, come up with a resolution. Once that's been voted on and the, and the direction has been um, uh, decided, then it's about the task at hand again. So you can't yep. be dragging your heels, sticking the mud, that sort of stuff. That's when you get problems in these kind of in situations, I'd imagine. So it's pretty much so. Any, any kind of team. Well, it's a, like your toolbox meetings. Yep. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. No, that's it, mate. I think that yeah, you, you've got to be in the right, yeah, the right people for the right job, so that they understand that what the job at hand is, and that's getting mm-hmm. that's getting things done, really moving mm-hmm. forward and, and making progress. Well, so. that's putting it at a. Look, let's not that that's putting it at a level where we can uh, understand the the um, mechanics of council. Mm. Obviously, the actuals of what is brought to the table is a little bit more complex. Mm. So, therefore, then there is a requirement that there be, in particular, in the mayor's position, somebody who has good knowledge. Mm about an experience about being a leader. That means that somebody who can communicate, somebody who can work and and um, with people at all levels mm. and somebody who represents the town with who is informed, who is inclusive, who is honest and can be and open and transparent. Mm. So the whole point is as mayor, I would be very accessible. Experience is, is key to a lot of leadership, leadership position mm. and I guess my previous positions on council being deputy mayor back in 2015 and also the fact that I ran my business for 30 years plus mm. sort of indicates that I've invested a lot of time in town and I have a lot of experience at a broad level mm. on many things and I, and I believe I understand what small businesses are feeling. And it's not really that most of the small businesses that I talk to right now are actually the biggest problem they have is trying to keep staff. Mm. There is not enough staff, right? It's not so much about, oh, my business is not doing well. We're all doing quite well, touch wood. And we've been very, very blessed in Port Hedland and indeed in West Australia that COVID hasn't affected us to the level that it has. Mm. The rest of the states, but globally... Mm. So we've benefited from areas around the globe that have been affected by COVID, which means that our industry, the resource sector, is carrying the stimulus package that is being presented by uh, the federal and state governments. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Manpower. um, Well, you know, is seems to be a big, a big issue at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, board. on top of that, I mean, I, I guess there are a lot of issues that you might want to talk about, but in particular there is, you know, community issues right now are very much based around childcare, mm. about rental affordability. Yeah. There is very little rental going out there. COVID has done one thing and that is um, made industry and businesses 
reassess their workforce requirements. Mm. So therefore, it's good for us because what we want to do is have local employment. Yeah. But we want people to come and live here. Yep. Because the attraction of of people to come to our our town and make it home and be part of the workforce, but not only bringing themselves, but their wives, their mm. children or their husbands and children for job opportunities because that's one thing that we can really highlight and promote and that is our lifestyle and yeah. the opportunities that exist here with regards to employment and business. Yep, yep. So... I think anyone that lives in this town for any period of time can um, attest to that, that, that we'd love it to be more of a live-in town than a FIFO town. You know, yep. you can really feel it when all the jobs, are, uh, you know, when a lot of the jobs are fly-in, fly-out jobs. You can feel it around town and it's got a vibe to it. You can tell when there's people... Uh, as people are staying in town at the moment, and like you say, to make that more of a permanent fixture would be great. And then all the things that go with it, in infrastructure, more parks, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, funding for schools, daycares, all that sort of stuff. You know, you can build that. It's kind of uh, you can build that around the, the, a, a steady growing population, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I definitely think moving forward, hopefully that is one thing that comes out of this whole COVID situation is that people, the big companies realise that it's – you know, it's beneficial to them um, to have a local workforce that they can call upon rather than flying, you know, huge numbers of people in and out mm-hmm. um, all the time. It's, it, it, it affects the town. Absolutely, David. One of the things that is key is to promote the town, promote our lifestyle, promote our, the job opportunities, promote the enterprise opportunities, promote the historical and cultural opportunities, the tourism that could be here. There are people around this nation currently, 12% unemployment. Mm. There are a lot of people hurting. Mm. Here we have opportunities if you want to take the opportunity to move your family here because Mm. when you get here, you realise what an incredibly inclusive and welcoming community we have Mm. here. I've met so many people in the just walking around and in the years that I've been here that will tell you, and I'm one of those people... I came here for six months yeah. and here I am 38 years later. I've got the same story coming from people six, 12, 13 years later. And the more people that we can attract to make Headland home, the more environment, you know, the community environment grows, yeah. the more amenities, the more rate pays in essence. Yeah. You know, so well, if we, yeah. <laughs> to put it very bluntly, if you've got a handful of people paying for this service, if you can make it, if you can increase that handful to, you know, two handfuls, then it amortises the cost mm. and it, it, it sort of has a uh, snowball effect on, on how we can build things in the town and attract things to the town. Mm. So we just spoke previously about um, you've been in town, did you say 38 years? Yep. Yeah. 38 years and you were a, a business owner for about 32 of those years. Yeah. About. Well, you're a business owner, well, um, uh, homeowner, uh, you've been on council. So you've got a lot invested, a lot of time invested into this town and it's a pretty exciting time for the town. Like As you said, the COVID has only really affected us, I mean, Financially, it's affected the town beneficially. We've got to yep. put you know, that's to be blunt. Um, 
and it's an exciting time. There is some there's some things going on, you know, perhaps down the West End that's not so great, but there's some other great things happening, like the marina is going ahead, yep. and there's some big projects happening in and around town. Um, so, as as if you were to be elected mayor, what would your vision be um, moving forward in that role? What would you like to see happen in this town? So, David, I. Did I just call you David? You did. That's the second time. Sorry, it's all right. I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> no, Dave. Um, look. At least it wasn't Warren, which is actually my first name. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Warren David Robinson. Terrible, terrible <laughs> name. Wazza. Wazza. Yeah, Wazza's all right, but it's just not me. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you're not a Warren. You're definitely yeah, Dave. Yeah. Sorry, Wazza. Actually, I'm going to – it's not a terrible name. Warren's coming on the on the podcast again soon. I like it on you, mate. It just wasn't for me. It's a Wazza Taylor. So. <laughs> um, look, if I got on as being the mayor and if I was privileged enough to serve the town, the first thing I would do is naturally – work together with the rest of the council to restore confidence that we could work as a team to deliver just the everyday runnings of council and also work as a team to attract other funding from state and federal government so that we can deliver on projects that are responsibly funded and prioritised by the community. So I guess for me it's really you've got 12 months so Mm. it's pulling the team together to function as a team, look at what it is that we've got to do in the next 12 months and the first one of the major things is we'll be very shortly having to discuss what the next budget looks like Mm. and it's not sexy but it is something that we have to do because at the end of the day that's part of what the whole the whole role of council is is to ensure that the budget is passed so that we can maintain services, create new services and definitely look at what the rates looks like for the population. Yeah. The other thing I guess you, you talk about when you're, when you're wanting to talk about um, the strategic plan, delivering on what it is that's already within the council corporate business plan. So that means that there is generally when you get on council, you're you're, um, part of the process of planning for what the town will look like in the next 10 years. Mm. So that largely is a lot of consultation with the community and then from there those plans are then reduced back to a, a four-year plan and then a um, yearly plan. Mm. So it's not all it's not all necessarily what people want to sort of think council do. They want council to go in there and do this, do this specifically. But council is a process. Mm. You can go in there with with priorities for which you are representing the community on, but they should all also be understood that it's all part of what are key priorities mm. that the council can afford to deliver. So for me, I I look at people who are living local here. I talk about, um, you know, as a local, we pay the rates. How about if we talk about incentives for to for people to move to the community, and that means supporting businesses to expand, 
support um, attracting new businesses to town. So that means that working with the Chamber of Commerce mm. and Industry, that means about looking at innovative planning solutions to attract businesses, T- more about how can we make things happen within the guidelines of what the Local Government Act suggests that we are all bound by. Um, I've talked to many people out there who are very concerned about childcare. Mm. Childcare is something that is not only specific to our town but it's nationally and I think we need to put our heads together as council to see what we can do. Years ago, council amended or introduced policies and regulations that introduced home day cares and mm. made it easier for, for people to have home daycare opportunities through their homes. Now we've got to look at physical locations as to where we might be able to attract national national um, childcare services to our area. Yeah. Talked about the, the Stephen Street redevelopment now for the aged care facilities. So yep. that's got to be talked about now because our population, there is a, a, an ageing population within yeah. our community and we need to make sure that they are well represented yeah. and their needs are met. Amenities, I'm, I'm all about making amenities for youth, for young adults to enjoy because one of the biggest things that I get feedback from from people your age is there's not a lot to do here. Mm. So what can we do if we, if we don't play sports, if we're not into, you know, into all of the outdoor stuff? Yeah. We live in a town which I believe would prosper from a multiplex entertainment complex that includes a bowling alley, yeah. maybe a rock climbing wall, mm. a big play gym for, for kids to play at. Yeah. And for me, things like that means attracting private industry, yeah. having, a, having a sales pitch to private industry to attract investment into our town. Yeah. You know, if we had a strike bowling here, wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, some of those things you can do, even if you are into the outdoor, um, you know, lifestyle like I am, Mm -hmm. there's a certain time of year when there's – you, you don't want to do, do it. Indoor? Yeah, you might want to go watch a movie or you might want to go – the ki- teenage kids might want to go to a time zone or something yeah. like that. You know, it's those exactly. kind of things, you know, so, that you can do inside an, in a bloody aircon, you know, yeah. or, or on a weekend. Absolutely. It would be great. So why wouldn't council represent um, our town as the place for those national companies to come mm. and invest in? Yeah. So they would be part of the process of, of attracting investment to the town. You yeah. can't do that if you're not – Working together to promote the town, especially they're, in a, they're sorry, cute. sorry, they're, especially in a town with people have money to spend. Yes. people want to do stuff. They yes. want to go out. That's why people you see this, as soon as COVID hit, there's quad bikes and yep. and can ams and boats yep. and everything just rolling into town. People want to yep. do stuff. They want to spend their money. They, you know, you, you give them something to do. If you build it, I believe they will come. Certain things mm-hmm. would be packed out if you if you, if they were in this town. Things like those, Dave, are not. Challenging, but what we can do is package our town as a place for mm, multinationals investors. to come to invest. Yeah, there is no reason why there there isn't a um, uh, an opportunity for those to make money. McDonald's, Kentucky Fried, Hungry Jacks are pure brands mm. that will tell you their successes. Yeah. You know, if you look at these businesses that are here in our community. They are 
some of the nation's leading branches mm. based in Port Hedland, Caratha. Yep. Yeah, so right. I'm saying that on that same basis as those types of national companies, why wouldn't we be looking on a bigger scale mm. to a time zone, to a, to a strike bowl, yeah. to, to anybody? But there are also opportunities if the community was willing of cocktail funding to deliver that. Because cocktail we do funding. Cocktail funding. Well, explain that, that to me. I think I have an idea just based on the name. But well, cocktail funding is very much about getting funding from various sources. So we have a, a mixture of of funding from mm. different areas. So it might be that that uh, the project has, um, you know, after a lot of review and process, we present a project for a multiplex entertainment centre that's air conditioned undercover, so that mm. we give respite to our locals. So basically that that complex might be funded by federal government, state government, local government, industry, local organisations, you know, that want an interest in that to provide for their community and the community at large. So therefore you're not only saying that one person will fund it, Mm. there'll be a funding mixture from various... Cocktail funding. So not not getting investors drunk on cocktails and talking them into investing. Well, that could be the celebration <laughs> that occurs after the project's delivered. Right, 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 I see. Okay. But that's, that's one of the key forward thinking, you know. It's not something that's going to happen in the next year. Yeah. But what we can do is package a proposal that says, here is an opportunity for you to invest in mm. our town. And those economic summits that the chamber run, they're great to promote the to industry and large firms. But we talk about bringing in franchisees and opportunities for people to who want dome is one of those, mm. you know, dome being open. But again, workforce is a big issue. Isn't Are they it? open now? They're saying that they're going to be open in November. Oh, I thought it was October. <laughs> and so it's a workforce. It was October, yeah. so it's... it's a workforce it's, issue, is Well, it? the good news is that they have had the van around, so somebody's okay. inside. Yeah. And, you know, um, they will open because, um, you know, the big problem for them is the backpackers were a large part of their workforce. Yeah. So they're yeah. again... You know, with COVID having affected the travel restrictions imposed, that's really been a huge so issue. So it's a workforce issue again. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like most things. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, the thing here is that a lot of people that I've spoken to who've come through, they have said what a wonderful time they've had in Headland. Yeah. We've just got to paint that picture and mm. not be painting... Um, pictures that are not negative, that are more, you know, more positive and forward thinking. I like your, I like the forward thinking approach that that you know you, mm-hmm. you've got to it. Just why not? Why can't we have investments in in town that 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 benefit everyone that that lives here? And I think would do really well. Like you know, mm-hmm. why can why can't that happen in, in a town like this? You know, I think I think you can always think big, and then bring it down to what we can make happen yeah. in a certain period. And nothing should be off limits. Yeah, yeah. I think the 
you know, one of the things that I compare ourselves um, to China and places like that, if we're in a in a future um, RISTIC forum where we talk about strat- uh, strategic planning and what does it look like, we talk about 10, 15, 20 years. Chinese talk about 25, uh, 50, 100 years, yeah. what it looks like. It's not to say that we're, we have to behave in that way, but... At local government, I think we can think longer than mm. the four years that we are appointed and think further on down the track. I mean, look at the Marina project that was first announced in 2011. I have a, a, uh, I have a joy that it's finally happening in 2020. But I think things like um, investing, private investment and selling the town can happen a lot sooner. Mm. And that's about your leadership team your your council selling the benefits to uh, of investment of investing in our town and yeah. at the end of the day it is a very commercial prospect yeah you know why why should people come here and do what you know and yeah. invest in our town for these reasons and it's in- interesting you say about the the four year plan because it's really hard to get anything decent done in four years you 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 have to think a bit bigger than that Mm-hmm. Really don't you? So yep. yeah. Well, I mean, council will start. This new council will start the process that will occur over the next four to eight years. Yeah. It's that's how council works. It's how most government works. Yep. You know, you don't necessarily deliver on your big plan um, in the period of your your you can do being the council. For yes. It. Yeah. You start the ball rolling, and then you see the fruition. Mm. Maybe you're lucky enough to get back on, hmm. but if you don't, it's still it's in the, it's in the it, yeah. you put things into the pipework. Yeah, yeah, and you need people, as we spoke about at the beginning, which perhaps hasn't happened in the past. Sometimes in the council, you need people with the same general vision of moving the town forward, and and people not yep. not knocking too many things. You know, you can knock things back if you think they're not beneficial for the town. But there's been it's a town where so many things get spoken about, and traditionally. Little of it has been uh, mm-hmm. realised, and it seems to me like that is changing. Like you know, the marina being yep. being one uh, example of that. It seems like some of those things that have been spoken about for long periods of time might start happening in in town. And, and, and I don't know. It looks positive to me that that all thing all signs point to a positive future for the town at the at the moment. Well, I, that's I good think. to hear, Dave, because you are a young man. With a wife and two young kids. Anymore, well, but, yeah, young you enough. know, you're in that age group. Yeah. So you've got a family, and you went away, but you came back. Yeah. So you're a, you're a, you're the story we want to tell about Port yeah. Edlin. Yeah. You're the story, and there's so many stories like yourselves. You know, people have lived here, left for a reason, but then come back and and realise that they, they actually love this lifestyle. Yeah. They love the people here, and they love the way you know, and and. If you're not working in Headland, it's not because there's not a job here. Mm, no. You know, there is a no. there's there's got to be an understanding that people and small business are screaming out for workforce. Yeah. So what we need to do is maybe look at what it is that we're doing through our training institutes as to whether we are training for what the jobs are required on hand. You know, mm. and domes you mentioned domes a prime example, and um, I know the TAFE is doing changes to it but barista courses hospitality mm. courses retail courses they're, they're the things that we actually need customer service on ground yeah 
we're missing a lot of those transient um, backpackers that used to come through. Yep. So basically look at training on that and then look at the, the bigger training which is always available, everything to do in the mining sector yeah. you know, and the maritime sector and those types of things we could be centres of excellence for. Mm. Um, so they have to look at it. We have nursing training through our colleges now. We've got, yeah. you know, food and beverages would be fantastic and again. Yeah. So things that are, you know, hands-on, everyday work is what we need. And the more people here to get those types of jobs, that's how we move yeah. move forward. Yeah. Yep. So it really is the, the chicken and the egg situation, isn't it? You kind of need... The people in town to help push this thing, these things along, and the funding, and then you kind of need some of these things that we're talking about in place to attract more people um, to get those things off the ground. So it's it's a bit of a, a, a bit of a juggling act to get the, to, to get that all started. But it's it's I really like to hear that there's people like yourself who have these these ideas in mind. Council council is a a a fabulous place for people who are passionate about the community. I hear all the time about the fact that there are councillors with no experience. You don't... There's no requisite to have experience. There is a requisite for you to understand what council is about and prior to announcing a candidate, you go to an information night that highlights the role of councillors and the role of mayors and the role, you know, what is important and the code of conduct that Mm. goes with it. But then the rest of it is all about, I have a passion for this town, I want to serve the town, I want to see it grow, I want to see it advance and I want to see my kids benefit from that, you know. So reality is... Local government is a fabulous place to start as to to start your service in in politics if you if you are that way inclined. But it's also one of the places where you can see what you can see the difference yeah, you that can your input change. Yep, yeah has yeah. made. But the big thing, Dave, is that we get between thirty three and you know and thirty eight percent turnout of voting. So if there's one takeaway message that I can give to people around local government, don't be apathetic. Mm. You know, you should you should not take lightly the power of your vote to mm. make change. Your vote literally is your voice. And, you know, I know it's a cliche, but your voice does matter. And if people don't vote when they have the... if and they're eligible to vote, yeah. then... You know, we shouldn't sit back and knock people who are giving it a crack because for me it's really easy to say, oh, you know, they're not experienced, da-da-da, there's all of this stuff. Mm. So if that if that's your opinion, then put up your hand to do it. Yeah, that's right. Put up your hand to do the job but take pride in the fact that you're able to vote and don't ever think that you can't make a difference because mm. a lot of people say, oh, I've never voted because... Oh, why, why would I? It's not going to make any difference. Well, that's actually wrong. Mm. If you, if everyone that thought like that voted, you could make a difference. Yeah. Because then you've got access to a councillor that says, hey, Gloria, you know, I've got a problem with such and such. You mm. know, I'm not, what can you do about daycare? What can you do about getting 
more affordable rates? What can you do about it? So you've got somebody to actually talk to and, and you shouldn't think that you can't talk to people about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can't, if you if you don't vote, you can't complain. That's, that's pretty simple. And if you and then and about complaining anyway, I'm not a big I'm not a big one for complaining. Look, I I believe in giving people a, a chance. Support people. If you got something that you disagree with, yeah, raise the concern. But blanket blanket statements and blanket negativity towards a certain um, person or a certain uh, style or you know just just. Uh, you know, when it comes to on a larger scale left wing, left wing, right wing politics, like just blanket statements and blanket criticisms, I just I don't think they're very helpful. I think be open minded, be supportive, put your hand up and say the things you disagree with and the things you agree with, and give people a chance to do their job. Give people a chance. You know, it's very hard to do your job when you hit brick walls all the time. So I think mm. that you know, if the whole town wants to move forward, people want to see things change. Try a little bit of. Forward thinking, a bit of proactivity, a bit of vote, you know, voter, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, engagement. Yeah, be engaged. And 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 give people a chance, give council a chance, rather than rather than being a roadblock. You Dave, know? Um, I think you you again, like a good carpenter, has hit the nail on the head because yep. that is really important that that the community also support their councillors if you don't necessarily agree with them then don't vote them in <laughs> yeah, yeah you know that's where you say is so if you're going to put somebody in place there at least support them in the fact that hey give them the opportunity to perform for you mm. you can't be belting people up just because they've raised their hand that's a great that's a great advocation for running for a local government. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic that the field is this big. It's crazy too. But, I mean, it's fantastic that 25 people yeah. have put their hands up to want to serve the town of Port Hedland and yeah. its community. I think that's fantastic. It's fantastic that there's 10 mayoral candidates, you know. Um, so the community have got a choice. And if it's... If it's um, of any assistance, I think it's really important for people to know that the majority of people are going on council for the right reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I guess if you're not utilising this opportunity to say who you want in there, then then there's a problem. Yeah. You know, like you said, you can't complain if you don't vote. No, you can't. You know, yeah, you really can't. And again, if you don't like ideas, you come up with better ideas and you use whatever pathways you have, mm -hmm. um, which would be your voting and talking to councillors and things like that to try and uh, get your, your opinions and, and ideas across. You know, if, mm -hmm. if you don't like something, come up with a better idea. It's, that's a pretty straightforward, um, you know, way of looking at things. Well, council, council's there, councillors are there and mayor are there to serve the community. So mm. you have access to them. Mm. You have access to them by calling them with concerns. Any politicians that you that are voted in, if there's an issue. Then the the thing is that I guess as um, as um, Australians in general, or or you know maybe I'm, I'm this is I, I shouldn't make a blanket statement, but you know there are a handful of people that will always call with issues. Yeah. And then the majority of people don't, but always realise that you have the right to. Yeah. So yep. if there's yep. something in your community that concerns you, your councillors are the people that you would ring to, to, to voice you know, that. to voice that issue, and it's their role role to actually respond 
and see if there's any assistance or relief that they can provide. Righto. Um, a few a few logistical or, or specifics. When when is voting uh, when is voting closed? When when does this all go down? Okay. Well, the countdown's on now. The uh, poll closes at six pm on Saturday, the seventeenth of October. Righto. So there's nine days yep. for you to get your votes back to uh, a polling office. So I guess in this case, because they're postal votes, your ballot pack actually has um, the the list of candidates for mayor and nomination uh, and councillors. You would um, fill in your ballots for each of those and then they go back into an envelope and the envelope then goes back into a pre-postal, prepaid. Uh, prepaid envelope to send back. Now, if you believe that that might not get to the Perth um, WAEC, which is the West Australians Electoral Commission, in time for next week, you can hand-deliver that post, uh, your ballot papers to the town of Port Hedland, mm. the postal, uh, the officer in there, and she'll receive that, the polling officer will receive that. Yep. So you can hand-deliver it on the day um, or, or before that. You can also, um, if you haven't received it, because I'm also hearing from the community that some people actually haven't received their yeah, right. voting packages. So if you haven't received your election package, then you should be calling the town of Port Hedland on 91... Oh, my God, 5893-00. So if you call the town of Port Hedland and um, let them know that you haven't received your election pack, they can organise for you to have a replacement pack sent. Righto. Mm-hmm. Cool. Righto. So I don't want to put you on the spot, but I give you the opportunity to open it up here to, to sell us on Gloria Jacobs as Mayor for Port Hedland. Give us a little rundown. Um, take, the, take it away. Dave, this town needs a community leader that is focused and committed and willing to work hard for the town of Port Edland. As the new mayor, I'll be one that is open, honest and inclusive. I'm experienced not only in business but I, as the deputy mayor, so I believe I will bring to the table a lot of skills mm. ...and qualifications that will assist with regards to being the Mayor of the Town of Port Hedland. I'm totally committed to making this town a place where people want to live, work, play... Mm. ...and definitely create new enterprise and attract new opportunities. Righto. I think you forgot one thing. What's that? You're passionate. I am passionate. You're passionate. Thank you. I think that's very, very important. You told me that. I did. Well, um, I appreciate that you think that I am. Well, passion's infectious, so you know people can people can see that, that when you're when you're really all about something, you're passionate, you love what you what you're talking about. People can see that, and it rubs off, and and yeah. So I good know on. who I'm voting for. Thanks, Dave. All right, appreciate thanks for your it, mate. time, mate. Good on you. Too easy. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.